Welcome to Insight Flicks. Uh, this is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. This week, we're going to review uh, two Netflix films, I Care A Lot and The White Tiger. And also, we're going to review the new Hulu film, or the new film that's out on Hulu, No Man's Land. Uh, usually, we talk about television some television shows that we're watching but well lately yeah yeah but we are we're going to dedicate this whole episode on these three films and just review them and so let's start with i care a lot this is a netflix original film and it stars uh rosamund pike and she's from gone girl and she plays like a ruthless grifter who has made her profession on preying on the elderly and and she i guess the idea here is that she has made this business where she takes the she takes advantage of the system. She takes advantage of the system. She becomes their legal guardian to these uh, elderly people. Mm-hmm. And uh, she works the system. And um, she basically sees, seizes their assets. And um, everything's working well for her until she tries to swindle the wrong wealthy woman who turns out to be someone who has very uh, powerful friends, as they, as they say in the film. And uh, it, it also stars Diane Weist, who's mm-hmm. very good in the movie. Um, who's the girl from the, who, the Baby Driver? What's her name? Uh, Eliza Isaac Gonzalez. Eliza Gonzalez, and you also got uh, Peter Dinklage playing like this mysterious uh, bad guy, uh, and then uh, a couple other people in the film that I was surprised. Chris Messina, who did pretty well, also does yeah. a lawyer. He plays this dirty, the shady lawyer. And so this was written and directed by a British filmmaker, Jay Blakeson. Uh, his credits kind of cl- include this uh, thriller, The Disappearance of Alice Creed. She, he also did this uh, young adult dystopian thriller, The Fifth Wave. Oh, wow. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, most recently, he did the HBO miniseries Gunpowder with um, the guy who played Jon Snow. Who's, what's his name? Uh, K- uh, K- uh, um, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, yeah. Yeah, Kit Harrington, right. Uh, so. Let's start with uh, Rich. What was your thoughts on on I Care a Lot? Yeah, uh, this surprised me um, because I only saw the trailer once and it, um, it didn't really stick with me that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew it was a like a Sundance pick for Netflix or something like that, or or some kind of a yeah. It did it was in the festivals and it was a it was acquired by Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, there was a little buzz about it in the beginning. I heard a little bit of buzz about it. But, yeah, uh, uh, this was surprisingly very good to me. So uh, it, it uh, I really liked the performances, and uh, I liked the, the direction, and uh, uh, the the characters, uh, I ended up caring a lot about them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, me personally, I didn't, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, well, I carried, I, I cared as ba- about being them on the screen, but they're, oh, yeah, they're, right. they're, they're, uh, they're, they're all a convention of assholes, but still, yeah, yeah mean, everyone in this movies are like very despicable people. And there's like, you know, uh, a certain group of di- despicable people are going against another group of despicable people. <laughs> yes. Uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on not, I care a lot. Well, I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. So um, when it started off, uh, I, I, I thought it was it was really good. It actually instantly kind of hooked me once I kind of saw what was going on. And um, I, I as the movie was progressing, I, I really loved it, you know, because it was constantly kind of uh, keeping me uh, guessing, got me uh, 
it really uh, surprised me a lot through throughout the film. But uh, unfortunately for me, um, once it got to the third act, uh, I, it really kind of fell apart for me. I had to just suspend disbelief more, a lot more than I even had to during the first two acts. And it just got to a mount where it was just a, l- a little too much for me. I mean, um, Did you I don't see want to... No, I just thought it got. I thought I just thought it got a little too ridiculous, and I had, okay. and I had to just you know overlook a little too much, mm-hmm. like of what was going on, like logically, I it just didn't make any sense. Right. Well, yeah, I guess it, it did. You know, uh, uh, it, like it almost becomes like a, a Mission Impossible movie at one point, <laughs> like like a low stakes Mission Impossible movie. I it just it gets well. This is the type of thing that like. If I were to read it on paper or like read it as a novel, I feel like I would love it. But as as a a scene in the movie, it just didn't really didn't really work for me. Well, it, it well at have... least the third act, the third act, the the rest of the movie. I really actually really loved the first two thirds of this movie. I it's just it it took a huge dive for me in the third act. In well, the I last kinda, three minutes, the I last kinda, three. Minutes. I kind of understand. I kind of agree with you. The third act that did go into like a comic book type of feel and uh well it, the film it seems like they were trying to they wanted to uh um certain realism and the, well, the, the I premise think, i think a sir i think we're at one point we're trying to we're, well first of all let me let me just give you my thoughts i think rosamund pike is very extraordinary in this film and i think yeah. she's probably the real reason yeah. why you should watch this movie it's a, really a, a i really uh, liked isa <laughs> oh really well, yeah, me too, she me did too. a really good time yeah but i uh but i think rosamund pike is just because after gone girl because i really loved her in gone girl she did a couple of uh, movies where didn't get much as press or didn't get as much uh, uh that's true she's just kind of floated out there for a couple of years it really felt like the, like the the Hollywood machine just swallowed her up or something. Like it seemed like she was picking the wrong roles or maybe the wrong projects or whatever the case it was. Now she comes back with this performance, and it really reminded me of why I liked her in Gone Girl. Why and why she's really I think with this performance, I think she's one of the top actresses in her field, and 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 she is probably the main reason why I would recommend this movie. Um, because and 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 mainly it's because I hated her character so much in this movie. She is a mm-hmm. horrible person in this movie. <laughs> She's taking advantage. I hated all the characters. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 but I think even more so for her because she's really uh, exploiting these el- elderly people f- and she's making mm-hmm. money off of them and she's has turned this business. The whole I, whole premise of this movie is that she is this shark like entrepreneur who has uh, who has. Uh, Really turn these uh, uh, senior, these helpless senior citizens into cash cows, and she's making money off of them, and it's it's really gross, you know. But oh. even though if that, even though that I find her character so despicable, I couldn't take my eyes off of uh, Rosamund Pike's performance. It was like, even though I hated her character, I w- I loved the way she was chewing up the scenery. And uh, I love the fact that she was like devouring this uh, this character. She was putting in the work, and the and her work paid off this whole movie. So she's the main reason to watch this film. The film itself, I think it's uh, it's well made, but it's very very slick, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of some of those you know, Elmore Leonard movies that they used to do right after Jackie Brown, because when Jackie Brown came out, it seemed like like there was a whole bunch of you know Elmore Leonard movies. 
uh, or even like the cheap knockoffs of Elmo Leonard, uh, sure. these, these crime thrillers. And so mm-hmm. I don't think this movie is as good as like, say, Out of Sight. Right. Because I think Out of Sight is like a really classic masterpiece. But it's definitely better than some of those cheap knockoffs that came out, you know, those crime thrillers. It's, um, but, you know, like, like I said, I, l- I love the fact that uh, this is really kind of a, in a broader sense, uh, um, a statement on like cold, ferocious and r- the ruthlessness of capitalism, this doggy dog capitalism. And it's also like a entertaining cr- crime flick, you know, so uh so it's better than some of these these like cheap crime thrillers. I think it has a, a bigger statement, and I think it, it it. The more I think about the movie, the more I like it, which is not the case in a lot of these crime movies. And like like you were saying, uh, like Diane Weiss, who has a very small role in this, she's awesome in this movie. I like some, you know, all yeah. everyone was very good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage is also good. He's given a very nuanced film, a nuanced performance where he's playing like this mysterious bad guy. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Isa, is it Isa? Isa, Isa Gonzalez is very good. She uh, she plays uh, Rosamund Pike's partner, romantic partner, and uh, business partner. And yeah, she's good too. I like like no, but, but what was great though is because she this is I if I, I haven't, maybe I haven't seen her in, in enough movies, but I think this is like the first time where she actually got to play like a real character. Uh, that's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, bloodshot. Like, <laughs> yeah, in every movie I've seen her in, I think she's like kind of just like you. Like, let's be fair, she's kind of just eye candy in them. Yeah, and here I think she actually got a real role, and honestly, I didn't even think she had it in her. And I was really impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean too. I was impressed by that, that that this was a a full flesh character that she was playing, and 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 she pulled it off. Yeah, like you're saying that she she usually is like the uh, I don't know, like the I don't know, like the the squeeze, <laughs> or just like some kind of yeah, like a cartoon character, you know, like especially in something like. Um, Fast and Baby. Furious and uh, yeah, Baby Driver, Baby Driver, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, she's no, that's the that's the one I meant. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I liked her performance too, and she did. She does. Yeah, she impressed me a lot, but uh, especially when she's playing up against Ro- Rosamund Pike, who's probably on you know in the top of her game at that at that point, you know, at this well, at, at, in his role. Well, I like Rosamund ever since Jack Reacher. <laughs> so. Yeah, but like I said, she was kind of like. I, I just didn't know where she went for the last couple of years. Maybe it was just she well. Was she doing, got a little little buzz when, for doing that um, um, that one movie recently, Radioactive, uh, Mary Curie. Um, the the movie itself, the movie itself, bomba or whatever stunk. I think uh, yeah, I think she was doing these small uh, project or these small independent projects or even for uh, British films that um, for whatever reason didn't get enough uh, attention. I like th- I think this is an, a award worthy performance. And uh, if this hits the, the the deadline for the Oscars, I think she should get an, an Oscar nomination. I think that's how good this performance is. Sure. But like to to point out what uh, Raymond was saying about the third act, yeah, it does it does feel a little bit like a cop out, and it does feel like a little bit like uh, like what uh, the director writer director Jay uh, Blakeson's tr- he want he I think he was trying to please the people who liked her character and the people who didn't like her character. Mm. And I think, um, which is fine. But I, I don't th- think he was trying to do that. I think he was just trying to keep, he wanted to keep the surprises going. Like he wanted to keep, 
because uh, for me, like throughout the movie, like I was constantly thinking it was going. The movie was going in one direction, and then something would happen and it'd go another direction. And I, I really liked that about it. But it, it felt like they did that to a certain point where it was a, like a, a, a detriment to the rest of the film. Okay. And that was especially, you know, in the third act. You know, I think he just kind of wanted to keep up, like one upping himself, one upping oh, himself I until see. it became a, like, a, until it became a, like Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's situ certain situations where you have to believe that certain characters are able to get yeah, out. to spend a lot of this. <laughs> had to get out of like uh, life and death situations. But yeah, yeah. Like overall, I do enjoy the movie. Uh, I do. I do. Like, like it's such a. It was such a weird experience watching this film because, like I said, I did not like Rosamund Rosamund Pike's character. And, and in fact, at one point, I think that at one point, I think the movie was trying to say like, should should I root for this person? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I go absolutely not. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. But then, then I go, who I'm going to root for in this in this film? Because the other person she's going against is another despicable person. So I, I was like really stuck in like, who am I rooting for and why am I watching this? But no, then, I, I love these type of movies, man. You just <laughs> spectate. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but but after the after the movie ended, I took a minute and I really thought about it, and I th really think this is this has a bigger statement about how how capitalism works here and it, it this really feels like a movie that came out of the trump uh, administration where there are despicable people doing despicable things and they get uh rewarded for it and um i think it, once i really kind of thought about it even though watching it felt wrong or whatever but uh, mm -hmm. I, um really yeah because I, I didn't like her character i mean really hated her character so you have to like all the characters in the movie. No, but I mean, at one point they're 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 saying you, 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 this movie made me want to buy a vape pen right away. <laughs> uh, again, I, I think this is uh, this. The more I think about it, the more I like the movie. Although while watching it, I had a really hard time trying to figure out who I was going to root for, but I still had fun with it. And even though the yeah, there were some like extreme. <laughs> Uh, implausible events that happened in the third act. I still kind of liked it, or at least I. Although I feel like the the ending was a cop out in some ways. Um, I still I still think it's a good movie and very. I, I, think, I, it was a, I think the ending was a double cop out, tri triple cop out. But. <laughs> yeah, well, even with that, I think uh, because even in the ending, they're still one upping each other, and they. <laughs> right, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's like I said, it's not as good as say something like out of sight, but it's certainly something better than some of, some of those uh, other cheap crime uh, thrillers that came out in the early two thousands. Hey, it's a great pickup for Netflix, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I say Rosamund Pike is the reason to watch this movie. It's just a great, it's a, one of the great performances of recent uh, years, and I love I love the fact that she just went for it and she you know. She, okay. she attacked so it. So let's grade it. <laughs> yeah, let's grade it. Um, I'm going to skip this uh, four stars out of five. Yeah, I was going to give it B plus, A minus, yeah. Raymond, same. What's your grade? Okay, so so when I, for the first two thirds, when I was into the movie, when I was really enjoying it, I was I was really like thinking like nine out of ten. Mm. I was loving it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like I, I, it really fell off for me. Um, so I, I'm going to go uh, uh, six out of ten. 
Yeah, oh, wow, wow. That, that much. Okay. But you still, we all recommend this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's <laughs> so it's available now on Netflix. Uh yeah, go ahead. So we all recommend it. Go watch it right now. It's on uh it's on Netflix. All right, let's get to our next film. It's The White Tiger. Uh, this is based on the award-winning novel of the same name by Indian author uh, Aryavin Adiga. Uh, this is a, I guess you could say this is, there, it's very similar to, to, to the I Care A Lot, where it's, a, it's a, a statement on extreme capitalism or ruthless capitalism. It's more like a Scarface type. Uh, yeah, this is more yeah. in the vein of like something like Goodfellas and... Uh, um, but it's a, it's an Indian film, but it's an English language, mostly English language Indian film. Uh, newcomer Adarsh Gura, in a really kind of star-making performance, plays a poor working-class driver named Balram, who finds himself working for an extremely privileged married couple, from a uh, and they're from a extremely wealthy family in India, and this couple is played by uh, Priyanka Chopra. Jonas and uh, <laughs> Rajkumar Rao. And for the most part, the film kind of chronicles Baram's incredible journey from being this badly uh, mistreated servant. He's basically yeah. a nobody. And to less than a nobody <laughs> <laughs> to him, to him becoming this ruthless career driven entrepreneur, you know, some, some this somebody. And uh, um, it's directed by uh, uh, a Iranian American filmmaker named Ramin Barani. And um, yeah, so uh, let me start with uh, Raymond. What's your thoughts on The White Tiger? I liked it. I thought this was really good. Um, yeah, like you were saying, it's um, a, a, a movie of uh, a, per a person in the bottom that kind of, you know, kind of changes and becomes this uh, uh, this bad guy, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how, how else to put it. But um what kind of surprised me, though, is, or, or I don't know if this is like a criticism, but I mean, I, I, I was a little surprised by this, but that's only like 10 minutes of the movie. You know, he, I thought he was going, I thought we were going to see a lot more of, of him as this, um, as, as this evil version of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because like it really just, it really just covers his, uh, his, his life as a very poor man. Yeah, that's why I actually I actually kind of look at this movie almost like a as like of a, a, a rags to riches type of movie in many ways. Rags to riches. Because you don't you you don't really see him as the as the evil version. You just see him kind of slowly you know get out of you know out of poverty really, and then uh, slowly start to uh, do some corrupt stuff. But we don't really see the evil transformation. We see flashes. It's I almost, mean, yeah. That you we see flashes, but we see flashes because it's the movie starts when uh, as him uh, recollecting his childhood and recollecting his time as a driver, and we see in the the movie starts with him. So we don't know what he is or yet, but he eventually we, we eventually learn that he has become this really kind of ruthless entrepreneur. A man who of like a man of uh, of finance and success. What I really liked about the movie is that it kind of really kind of explores the the class divisions in in India. Yeah, uh, yeah. and the like. The, it does a really great job at that. Yeah, it's like, and it really kind of 
takes a deep dive in like kind of economic inequalities in, the, in that country, which is very much what's going on here in America. It's going on a lot, I mean, not just in America, just all around the world. It's kind of we having this 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 uh, shared crisis around the world, and I I love the fact that it it really kind of explores that system. I, I believe the system is called the the caste system in India and there's a hierarchy and it's rigged. It's rigged against the poor. It's, it's rigged where, where, where the poor remains poor and the rich stays on top. And this movie really does a great job of really kind of understanding or let, making me understand why that is in India. Uh, the character Baram, he is someone who has to be a servant and he knows that he, that's the only way he could climb up the ranks as he, to be the servant and he would need he so he's career driven his whole life but that career driven gets corrupted and it becomes something much more ruthless while he turns into this other kind of entrepreneur you know, or he, he turns it into later when he wants to be more successful also the way that uh, the director uh, Raman Barani the way he does it, he does it in this way where it's very entertaining and it's very darkly satirical. And, and there's, it's a, there's a lot of levity in the movie. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like uh, Goodfellas. It's a little bit like uh, a dark comedy, you know, and uh, also like a little bit of Scarface also. But I mean, it's and also it's just very entertaining just watching mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. it's fast paced. Mm-hmm. It's never slow. And you really got you really kind of ride this this wave with uh, the main character. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on uh, the White Tiger? Yeah, this is uh, this is, you know, in, uh, India's answer to uh, Parasite. And I, I don't see him. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see him at all, all as a, a a villain taking over. <laughs> uh, I see him more as justice. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see it. Yeah. This is a doggy dot world. I mean, that he lives in. That you know, there's no, there's no, um, you know, <laughs> there's no policing in this, in this area, or whatever. So it's. It, they got everybody got what they deserved, and <laughs> and uh, I, that that's it is a rags to riches kind of a story. But what what do you, what do you think about our Ardish Garam? This oh, he did a, a fantastic job. For I don't know where he came from. I think, but, yeah, but, I think he comes from. I think he did a couple of movies before, but this is really his big debut. Of course. And yeah. he is fantastic, like like a like a Rosamund Pike in the, in the, in the in I care a lot. His performance is the reason you should watch this movie. It is spectacular. His, and, yeah. Also, just because it's a very entertaining movie. And, and this movie came. This movie came out last month. I mean, the end of last month, and it, it did pretty well. I mean, and, and it and uh, if it did you well. haven't seen it, of course, I mean, go ahead and watch it. This, this is highly recommended from us. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's. It's available on Netflix right now, and I did not expect this from a Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, uh, uh, the wife of a Jonas <laughs> Brothers. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Priyanka Puchopra's Jonas? She did fine. She mm-hmm. did exactly. Me. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, she, she did a lot better than her, anything I saw her in. <laughs> <laughs> she plays a uh, the wealthy couple. She it's it's her and and she's the, the wife i guess is it was she wife yeah she's the wife yeah she she was her character is raised in america right and she has this kind of she kind of represents like the western uh, right. view of this story like mm-hmm. she, so when she looks at baram the the main character baram she's she pity, pities him but right. then again she tries to be her his friend 
Mm-hmm. And so it's it's also that's so that's so, what's so great about the movie. It kind of really says like, I recognize that the system is corrupt. Yet right. yet, I want to be your friend. Yet. We're only going to take it so far. Yeah, we're only going to take it so far. You're still, you know, a servant. You know, you're still, you're still poor. You're still like, so uh, uh, that's what's so great about this movie. It really kind of delves into a lot of that class division and uh, and how they, although they say one thing, they don't believe it really. Right. Raymond, what do you thought about uh, the main char- the main actor here? Um, I, I thought everyone in the movie was excellent. I didn't have any issues with any of the performances in the film, and yeah, the the lead performance is strong. I also really liked um, I, I'm forgetting the the prince, oh. uh, Rajkumar Rao. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was very good as well in the movie. I thought he worked really well with our lead with our lead character and our with our lead, and uh, they played off each other really well. Yeah, right. Um, right. And let me really mention the director and writer, Ram, okay. Raman Barami, who he, he's this uh, Iranian uh, American filmmaker who who, was, who he comes from North Carolina, and he went to college at uh, Columbia. And in Columbia, he um, became friends with the author of this book, Armin oh, Adiga. I'm, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm just looking at his thing, and uh, um, he did Man Push Cart. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this is the guy okay, who did that. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, this had a lot of praise back then. Yeah. yeah. This is. A, uh, yeah, that film was one of the Roger Ebert's favorite films of that year. Yes. And he and Raman Barani was a really close friend friends with Roger. He actually appeared in that documentary, uh, "My Life Itself," or whatever that the Roger uh, Roger Ebert documentary. Life itself, yeah. Because he was close to him. He actually dedicated uh, his last film, Ninety Nine Homes." To Roger Ebert. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ended up watching that also. I really enjoyed that film also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, when he attended uh, Columbia, he became friends with uh, the author of this book, the, the White Tiger uh, author, and oh. he he actually dedicated the the book to him. <laughs> so let's let's grade this. No, I mean I think it's one of the one of the best films. I mean, if this is qualifies or whatever, this if we consider this for this year, they counted in twenty twenty one. Okay, well, if it if it was last year, I would have put I I would have very, you know, it would definitely be considered to me to be in my top ten. So, I have to give this, you know, uh, a nine or whatever, uh, like a yeah, like because I I didn't like the beginning as much, the very beginning. Oh, really? So you have this oh, nine? Just like, one of those like typical open uh, beginnings to set up a story. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't like how the um. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I would give this, uh, um, four and a half stars. I really liked it. I think mm-hmm. it, um, I mean, it's, it, 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 I would give it five stars, but I think it was missed. Like, like Richard or like Raymond was saying, it did miss that. And the ending really came fast. Like it, they really wrapped it up in a real quick Yeah, I manner. wanted it to go on longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see another 20 minutes of this movie, but maybe, yeah. maybe that's how the book ended it. Like in that, in that fashion. But, I, that's what I assume. So as well, but uh, yeah, we get uh, this is probably one of the better 2021 movies. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only two months, we're only two <laughs> months in, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. And if this did came out last year, I would this would definitely made my list of the top top movies of last year. But um, yeah, uh, four and a half stars for me out of five. Uh, Raymond, what's your grade? Uh, yeah, also nine out of ten. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. There you go. 
All right. So, uh, yeah. So we highly recommend The White Tiger. It's on. Two um, from Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. If you got Netflix, you got two good movies here to watch. All right. Let's end things with our review of uh, Nomadland. And it's this is kind of an, an, an Oscar front runner, would you say? Well, Oscar yeah. uh, performance wise. No, it seems like for everything. Yeah, I think oh, the really? film. Yeah. I think the film is getting a lot of buzz as well. I mean, it's getting a lot of awards. I'm I'm pretty sure this is one of the front runners for the Oscars, mm. and this is the Francis McDormand kind of road trip drama, slice of life drama from acclaimed filmmaker Chloe Zhao, and she is the one who directed uh, the writer mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Uh, she is directing currently uh, the Marvel film. The internals. internals, yeah. And uh, so this is kind of set in the aftermath of the economic downturn in Nevada in the early 2010s. And uh, McDormand plays a, a woman, a middle-aged woman uh, named Fern. She finds herself hitting the road as she lives in her van, tra- traveling from one place to another. It's based on a book uh, by a journalist, Jessica Bruder. And it kind of delves into the world of this modern-day nomads, uh, uh, widely known to a lot of people as van life or van dwelling. <laughs> and it really kind of explores the, this lifestyle, this nomadic lifestyle. Uh, let's start with Raymond. What, what's, what's, your, what's your thoughts on uh, nomad land? Okay, well, um, Chloe Zhao's last f- uh, film, uh, The Writer, was actually in my um, top 10 favorite films of the decade. Oh wow! Uh, I, I yeah, I love that movie. I thought that was absolutely uh, incredible. It's a, it's a masterpiece to me. So uh, when the trailers came out for this movie, uh, I it didn't it didn't hook me. You know, I it didn't I didn't I didn't look I didn't I wasn't that interested in it. But I was like, you know, it's closed out. I, I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm sure it's, she's gonna it's gonna be similar to uh, the writer. And um, when I when I watched it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I got pretty invested in the movie very early on. Um, I thought the first hour of this movie was pretty much perfect. The second hour, um, I I didn't enjoy as much, but I still thought was strong. So um, overall, you know, I I think this is this is a, a good front runner for for the Academy Award, but it's it's definitely not one of it's definitely not my favorite movie of the year, but still oh. a very great movie in my opinion. So not you, as good as the writer, but a very great movie. So you're saying this will not make your list of the best films of 2020? No, it's going to make it's just not number one. Okay, okay, okay. It's uh, just because that it, it, this is on number one on a lot of top ten of the year lists, and I I I, I wish it was my number one because again, the writer was one of my favorite films of, of the past decade. So I, I really wanted this to be like a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, I don't think it, it isn't, but uh, it's it's still, I think, a, a great uh, a great follow-up. And um, I'm excited to see what her big budget, you know, Eternals is going to be like, because <laughs> that's going to be something completely different for her, because this and the, and the writer were both slow burn films, uh, very, um, you know, just observing absor- life. Yeah. And um, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, I saw the writer right after this movie, uh, like the day after. And I think this is better than, uh, I think the No Man's Land is better than the writer. Uh, but I think the writer ha- hit, the the ending of the writer 
had a much bigger emotional punch than this movie. But I think both movies are kind of like set in the same universe. I mean, they're like the they're companion pieces, and um, yeah. So I I liked this movie a lot, but I didn't love this movie. Um, kind of like you, Raymond. I but I don't think I would put this in my top list of movies of 2020. But I do like it. It's definitely going to be on my honorable mention list. Um, uh, but uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on on this movie? I agree with Raymond. Uh, I really enjoyed uh. Uh, Chloe Zhao's first film or whatever it was it was the writer and and I I too would have put it in my top 10 of that year um, just for the cinematography alone it was much better than this film this film felt a little bit Chloe would felt uh, when she did the uh, the outward scenes it seemed a little more too much like Terrence Malick Ter- you know Terrence Malick type of uh, feel like it and, but it uh, felt like Terrence Malick in his prime <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> but, but uh, it didn't. It didn't affect me. This film didn't affect me at all as much as uh, mm. the writer. And I, I thought Frances McDormand did a fine job, but I saw her as Frances McDormand. I never saw her as oh. Fern. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree. saw Fern. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I, I, I wasn't sure if Frances McDormand was playing herself or she's playing a character, and I wasn't sure. You know, I didn't. I couldn't get a, a, a connection to right. the character, but you go, but go ahead, go ahead. I, I wish they would have done some kind of flashbacks of her with her with her husband or something like that, um, or and um, I, thought, I don't think that would have fit the movie though. I, yeah, but I needed something. I needed something, mm-hmm. to, some kind of connection where she would not, you know, uh, well, she she would stray away from David Strathern's character, uh, who did David Strathern did another. Jesus, get this man up. Emmy got him. Well, I, I liked him in Expanse. <laughs> so give him, a, give him a, gl- a golden glove. Then. Give him a Saturn Award for God's sake. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, uh, the film. Yeah, it. it uh, I would have liked more Amazon in. <laughs> you mean the, the, uh, the scenes at Amazon? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other characters, I I, re- I really enjoyed the the, the non actors. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, uh, did fine jobs. Um, that, let's see, that's the thing that I kind of wish. I don't know because like both both movies, uh, Chloe Zhao's movies, the writer and this one, No Man's Land, they both mm-hmm. she uses non professional actors, and I and in the in the writer basically playing themselves. Yeah, and both in both films, mm-hmm. and the writer felt at least like I don't think there was a, a professional actor in in the writer, mm-hmm. so it felt kind of uh, it felt correct, but in this movie it felt uneven. You know, because when Francis is talking to David Aaron's character, it's it feels totally different. And because I really love those scenes with with uh, Francis McDormand and David Strahan, uh, I I think that's the best part of the movie. I think those those two characters, and it's played by professional actors. So when they go to like a non professional actor, it just feels a little uneven for me. That's why I, maybe I couldn't connect to this movie. I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that issue at all, personally. Okay. Well, let's let's face it. Bob Wells is a professional actor. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Wells is a uh, uh, van life YouTube person expert, <laughs> and uh, uh, he plays himself in the movie. And he is. I, I'm. I was shocked that he play, he plays a big part in the movie. I've seen him on YouTube a lot of times. <laughs> Actually, I've seen him. Uh, I I knew Bob Wells because I I watched his videos on YouTube 
uh, for like the last past two years. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know. Mean, I remember, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I was shocked that they, they were made, made they made a movie about this 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 yeah. lifestyle. And so I was really pumped to see this movie because I I knew the, the this kind of world, and I I was kind of maybe that's why I'm a little bit disappointed because my expectations were still a little bit too high. But I do like the movie. There's a lot of moments in this movie that I liked yeah, a lot. There, there were some elements in it that, that really worked, um, and and but overall it wasn't as good as the writer. I didn't like the cinematography as well. I I love the blue skies and um on the rider so that that that's the one that that really you know I you know another gripe that I have I think the movie is surprisingly not political it's not I mean why does it need to be it doesn't it doesn't I mean and it's not but well it, it it was the depression or whatever a depression era it should have you know had a little bit of a well, I mean, the, yeah. the beginning of the scene, the beginning of the movie, we see scenes where she's working in an Amazon factory. They, right. could, they could have made a little bit more statement about how the fact, I mean, it's, you know, these are not great conditions. Right. But I mean, I understand that Chloe Zhao doesn't, is not a really a political person. She is more someone uh, who is a voyeur in a way. Uh, for me, what, what made me, uh, Attracted or not attracted, but lured to this world, this uh, van life world, was that this was the result of a of a failed uh, or the failing of the American dream. Oh, you wanted the movie to touch up, uh, touch uh, touch upon on that stuff a lot more. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, mean I, I don't. That's just what not what the movie was ever trying to go yeah, for, though. Yeah. It, was, it was really going for I like. I mean, Chloe Zhao has to be like kind of like you guys were mentioning earlier. She's got to be a huge Terrence Malick fan. Yeah, because mm -hmm. this this is the the, uh, the exact approach he would he would do for his films um, back in the day. Well, but this is covering you know a, a new a new way of life from from today from 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 current. Well, like so, um, well, like well, like a lot of Malick Malick films, there's no real purpose in the films. I mean, they're just uh, you know. Well, it's capturing a life. Yeah, and I much rather have a like in this type of film. I like the the straight story from David Lynch. That I see that's a purpose film. But that's like a narrative movie. But there, this is this is like this is like less narrative. This is more just like you know slice of life. Yeah, and the straight story really just had a straight story. <laughs> yeah, like, I know that. I preferred I preferred a you know a, a road picture like that i mean this is this is an art film brother <laughs> yeah well snap snap <laughs> i'm out no but i think it with the right context and the right you know if she would have uh, chloe zhao would have approached it with a political bent to it i think this movie could have been like the grapes of wrath it could be a modern day grapes of wrath i don't know i thought the movie kind of made that pretty clear I mean, they have conversations about that. Yeah, the there movie. was right. There was one conversation, and, then, there and, was one scene. and I think they were like, and I think they were like actual real stories, if I'm not mistaken, which almost made it feel just like more, more hard hitting, more real. And at least that's what I assume. Maybe they, maybe it was all script, but but uh, let's take for example the White Tiger, where they really went to delve into this whole structure of they're why completely different. I know, they're I know, I know, different I know. Movies. And I'm asking, I'm asking for a movie that's not. This is not the. You know, I'm asking for a different movie, which is unfair because this movie is so is totally not about political statements. It's not about any political agenda. Uh, this is really like I was saying earlier. This is a slice of life drama, so it's unfair for me even saying that this should have been something else. But I still think it's a missed opportunity. 
um, I'll say this: I, what I think about this movie, this movie is about loneliness, and this is about like coming to terms to coming to terms with a person's solitude. And I think uh, both films, this film and The Brighter, is about letting go of your past in order to move forward. And I think. If you love this movie, watch the writer. Or if you love the writer, watch this movie. Because I think both movies go together like peanut butter and jelly. Because <laughs> I think they both live in the same world or universe, you know. And so, I, like I said, I, I liked a lot of this movie. I liked a lot of the scenes in this movie. I loved uh, Frances McDormand's character, her or her performance. And I love David Strenarian's performance. And, and I will, uh, like, I could have saw a whole movie with just those two. Um Let's grade it. Rich, uh, what's your grade? I'll give it a B. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish there would have had some kind of more premise to it or whatever. And uh, But but it is what it is. <laughs> and it, it, um, uh, for me, my grade, uh, even though I have critiques, I still think this movie is the one of the better films of the of 2020. And I, I give it four stars, even though I, <laughs> I, I think it could have been a masterpiece. Uh, Raymond, what's your grade? I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, and oh, uh, that's more than I thought. Well, I was hoping it, I was hoping to give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> oh, no, I guess but both, so. <laughs> both of you would give the writer a ten. An A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, would you would you live in the van, Rich? Just a Will Smith van. <laughs> you mean a big RV type of van? Uh, yes. <laughs> Something I could I could take a proper shit in, <laughs> not no bucket. <laughs> Raymond, uh, would you live? I could in a, never. <laughs> you had to give up all your uh, collectibles. No, you have to like just get maybe like three pairs of pants and, and shirts <laughs> and some plates that are gonna get broken. <laughs> I would definitely live in a van. I no that's shit. why I have been watching Bob Wells videos. I would love I would love to live in a van. You're crazy man. Why? I, I would love it, man. Anyway, let me let me wrap this up. So we got three movies there. Uh, I Care A Lot, The White Tiger, and No Man's Land. Uh, I Care A Lot and The White Tiger is available now on Netflix. We highly rec- recommend those films. And No Man's Land is uh, currently streaming on Hulu. And, of course, we uh, recommend that, too. Sure. So there you go. Um, all right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flex. We'll be back really soon. All right. Bye-bye.